What's up, everybody? This is Barely Serious, episode seven, live here with Pex One. Yeah. One of the one of my favorite rappers. Um, one of the most humble and hardworking people that I've ever met. It really shows in his music. Glad to have you here, buddy. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate you bringing me over here. Um, See, so, so you're saying you have three full-length projects and some mixtapes. Yes. This very very good catalog. Um, you guys should all listen to it. It goes back to 2012. Yes. Um, what was the first first project's name? Uh, first, uh, first solo project I released was uh, Above Common Knowledge. There we go. That's that the one like, with the the ghosts and shit in the yeah, background. Yeah. That was like summer of 2013. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because when that came out, I was doing cross country still, um, and kind of how we got connected was we were friends on Facebook, okay. and you. I think you like you DM'd me uh, the length of this thing. He's like, "Hey, um, do you fuck with this or not?" And like, I listened to it. I was like, "Oh shit, dude, this is next level." Um, and then ever since then, it's just been way next level. Thank um, you, thank you. It's really taken off. Um, yeah, because I would listen to I can't remember the damn song's name, but it's on my old iPod. But I can't find the charger. I was like looking like the second I was like, "Dude, we're gonna do this interview." I was like, "I need to find this fucking song." Um, <laughs> But I would listen to it before races and it would pump me up and then okay. go out and race. Um, and then, yeah, the, the newest one, Nightmares to Miracles, so pumped on this, sent it to like everybody, everybody loved it. Um, Thank you. Uh, Deep Scars, dude, that song is, it's absolutely beautiful and next level. Um, Thank you, shout out to Maddox, he, he produced that joint. That was actually the first uh, joint we did for the tape and it kinda, uh, really inspired everything else that's on the project. There we go. Yeah, because when, when you listen to it, especially like when there's a difference with your music when you listen through the headphones versus the car, because when I'm listening it into the car, it elicits different feelings than when I'm listening to the headphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the car, it bangs, dude. It like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then in the headphones, it's kind of like more subtle and you feel it. It's it's it's, um, it's a fantastic song. Um, influences musically. Um, like specific people like Eminem, maybe MGK. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, Eminem's definitely a big influence to me because of uh, just how his music is so personal, um, being a white rapper and uh, just really, you know, taking on the world without, you know, sometimes people I feel like didn't really believe in him at first uh, or doubted him and uh, he's just a great lyricist. So I've always, he's always been a big influence uh, some other people definitely Pac, definitely listen to a lot of him. Just there we how go. He was more uh, maybe not the best lyricist, but he always made you feel a certain type of way. Right. Every song, so I'm I'm big with him. Uh, my favorite female MC is uh, Jean Grey. She's super dope. She's always been a. Uh, oh. I've always held her up high. Yeah, that's know? that's um the chick from X Men, right? She's the. She's she? like she's like level four mutant, and she like fucks the, everybody shit up. Is that okay? I, is maybe that's what her name's based off of? Oh yeah, dude, she she dies. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't even know that. I just knew know her as an artist. I believe she's from the East Coast. Uh, she's super dope. I came up on her as a young kid. Mainly, a lot of underground music is what I originally was like inspired to start doing this from. I listen to a lot of Sean Price, Jedi Mind Tricks. There we go. Uh, Living Legends, what about and Eli, all that. What about Bad Baby? Bad Baby, who is that? That's the Catch Me Outside girl. Okay, She's like a rapper yeah. now. You fuck I, with that or no? <laughs> uh, I don't listen to her music, but I actually seen her on Dr. Phil before yeah. she blew up. And uh, I never thought that she would be 
doing what she's doing in music now. But she's like making know. millions now. So yeah. like, what the hell? Congratulations to her. I seen her on Doctor Phil like 2016. That's 2016. so funny, dude. <laughs> um, all right. So if, as far as your projects go, my favorite is All City Kid. We're bumping the hats right now. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And um, hitting switches. It's a fantastic song. Um, when you were making that song, how long? Like, how often do you write? Uh, I'd say I write. Sometimes it's it's more than other times. I try to write. I'd say like every other day. Okay. Uh, but I do go on sprees. Sometimes I'll be writing every day of the week. Sometimes I'll go a week without writing. You know, it all it really all depends when I'm most inspired. But I try to pick the pen up and I'm jotting down ideas every day. You know, just like try to keep my mind going and, and stay sharp, you know, to be the best MC I could be. Right. Um, so I'm going to play um, the part of the song, Hit and Switches, probably through the first verse. Um, okay. Um, then we'll just play Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, yo, I'm probably, properly popping in poverty. Shovel through my trachea, I'm pulling out the pocket me. Possibly premeditated how I'm and I buried him, they styles and apologies. I solemnly swear for years I gotta be provocative off of vodka fit and some broccoli. You the finger pointing type trying to cop a plea. Read it, type test, dirty, blame it on the poppy seeds. Oh, I'm sort of sickin' when my aura kicking. So different, a soldier for the corner pitching. Homicidal harmonies, I'm horror flicking. And more get more children than abortion clinics. Yeah, I'm artistic, you artistic. Authentic, they don't want it with the God's pinship. Plead the fifth, then we pray that it ends well. While they screaming for the Jakes like Denzel. Hold up. Jake! Help, it's an emergency. A man with a gun in his hand, and he's currently circling the streets. He's covered in burgundy. Blood all over, I think he went on a murder spree. So that's that's uh that's hitting switches. It's one of my favorite songs from you. Um, Thank you. When it when it pops up Thank on shuffle, like listen to it like three times in the drive to Oregon, uh, pops up on shuffle, dude. It's like you just have to listen. It's one of there's there's some songs where you listen to it and you're like, oh, like I could skip this, but like that's a song that when it pops up, like there's only like five songs that when I hear I can't skip it. It's um the real Slim Shady. Okay. Um, <laughs> the um, Long Long View by Green Day, um, Monkey Wrench, Foo Fighters, and there's another one. But Hit and Switches is one of those songs. I, no, I made I made the the, uh, the, the five, top five. The yeah, five, don't don't skip don't skip this for bad yeah. luck. No. <laughs> um, so when you were writing that song, like what emotions were you feeling? You're just like, let's get it, dude. Because like that's, um, that's how it makes me feel when yeah. I listen to that song. I honestly think while I was writing that song, my light bulb started flickering. Uh, <laughs> and I felt like it was something magical literally happening in that moment. Uh, when I when I was working on that project, I was in a really different space. Uh, I quit everything. I was sober for a handful of months, and uh, I was really just focusing on music, and I, I had never really taken like a sober, focused, kind of grown-up approach uh, to my music as much as around that time. And uh, DJ Science, he made the beat. So I heard the beat. I probably thought it was great. I was tripping on it. Uh, and I think I just wigged out. And I think I probably wrote it in uh, one sitting, maybe one Damn. or two sittings. Damn. And then uh, shout out to Young Drummer Boy. He's from Pomona. Uh, he's popping right now. He's super dope. Uh, he got me on his project. So I played it for him. 
he really liked it and that was the one he wanted to get on so i appreciate him jumping on it just made it a lot more uh universal right right to have him and and uh his fan base tap into it so that was a dope move i mean yeah it was a great it was a great feeling writing that song i think yeah. everybody was like it was it was super needed for the project you, you could tell dude it's um so how do you how do you know when your song is ready because for the for all city kids you said there was what 15 songs on 15 it 15 songs 15 songs and each one you know you don't just like oh, i'm gonna do this and two hours and all of a sudden the project's ready. It takes time. Yeah. How do you, how does it, what's your process for like approving a song? Because Dave Grohl for the Foo Fighters, um, I don't know if you're aware, but the the second album that they made uh, with this this new drummer, and Dave was the drummer of Nirvana, arguably one of the greatest drummers of all time. And okay. so he's in this band where he's the lead guitarist and singer and someone else is the drummer. And so in his head, the drum track sounds different than what this dude was producing. So he redid the whole thing and they had to redo the album from scratch. Okay, he redid all the drums. He did it, yeah, and then that guy ended up leaving the band. But, yeah. So what's your process for like, how do you know when it passes? When it's ready. Um, yeah. So my process usually for just recording and making music is like, there's two ways I go about it. Either I go into the studio and I, I play the, I come, I get the beat on the spot and write it on the spot or I uh, I pre-write it, you know, I, I find the beat, I write, sometimes I write the whole song out, uh, then go to the studio and I already have exactly what I want to do ready in my mind. Um, to know it's ready to be released, every song is different for me. Sometimes Some songs are ready to go five hours into the session. Right. Some songs, um, multiple days of mixing, it really all depends. When I think... When I'm super proud of it and there is not one insecurity I could find, then I feel like it's ready. Just for me, everybody's different. I know I'm my worst critic, so right. sometimes, like you said, I'll I'll be pushing things back only because I know uh, I want them to be. I want everything I do to be great and to right. be on the same level. And I just I really want to make sure everything I do is better as I go on. I don't want to be taking steps back. I just right. want to move right. forward. So, yeah, everything's different, but. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to tell when it's ready. Sometimes you don't know, is it ready for you? Is it ready for the fans? Right. It's something I always try to uh, go over in my head a million times. <laughs> okay, so when you, uh, have you ever scrapped a song completely that like no one will ever hear? And like, you... uh, Yeah, definitely, a lot of those. A lot? There's a lot, yeah. There's definitely, I probably have at least 100 songs, uh, you know, in the last six years or whatever that, I, that never came out and people might never hear. Right, <laughs> and some of them are great. It just—it's weird how music works. When I'm making so much music, and I'm trying to do all all these different projects, right? Sometimes they're great songs, but they just don't fit with what the vision becomes. You know, it changes. I start with a vision. A month later, I'm into the project. Something I thought was needed isn't needed anymore. You right, know? right. So, um, so just want to let everybody know that, dude. Like, 2019 is about to be a big ass year for you. Um, yeah, yeah. 2018 so. was 2018, 2017. It was kind of that rise, and you're about to just your next up is yes. is the term that people use. Next that up is a term. Yeah, Thank um, you. definitely next up. Yeah, you're actually one of your songs was just an unreleased banger was just featured on K Rock. Yes, one of six point seven. Could you? I know we're not able to play the song, yes. but could you tell us about the song and um, it being on K Rock? Yeah, the uh, the song is called "Put Me On." It's uh, produced by LD on the cut, who is as well the DJ for Sublime. And uh, really, we just, 
kind of out of nowhere, he was purchasing some merchandise for me. Uh, he was supporting the movement, getting the All City Kid hat. We jumped in the studio. Uh, nine hours later, we come up with this song, and it's it sounds like a hit, like a hit right. record. It sounds like a, a probably the best singing I've ever done. Sweet, uh, sweet. The best, uh, the most radio ready record. I don't think there's one cuss word. It's super positive. It's super new, but there's still that grimy uh, Pex one. Feel yeah, to yeah. And uh, so really, we just made the we made the record and. Uh, it's about to be ready to come out. Uh, we're working on getting it released late February, so hopefully okay. around a month it should be out. And uh, now nah, he just he got the opportunity to uh, to be playing some music for an hour on K Rock, and he just hit me up and pretty much told me, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin this unreleased joint." Uh, pretty sure I, I listened to the first thirty minutes of his set, then the song came on and. Uh, he was he was playing a lot of half songs. I'm pretty sure he played the whole joint, which which I really appreciated. That yeah. I think they the world needed to hear the full the full, full joint. Thing. So whoever whoever got that preview, uh, you know, be on the lookout for that in uh, late February. Shout out to LD on the cut for making that happen. That's really so, that's it. so dope, dude. Yeah, wow. it was a great feeling, man. I I grew up listening to K Rock right. as a kid, you know, and my mom's little choppy Toyota, you know, blaring, you know, whatever. If it was Red Hot Chili Peppers, Green Day, all that, you know. Right, right. 90, Blink-182, whatever, right. the, you know, the whole 90s and the early 2000s. So to, to hear my own music on there, you know, like 10, 15 years later, was it, it was big for me. So you are an excellent, so I've heard, we're going to find out in okay. a few minutes, really good at freestyling. You do these freestyle videos on Instagram, Yes. Um, and they blow up because I like I watch them. I sent to people. I was like, dude, this is fucking fire. The the ZZ challenge was the okay. one that I yeah. sent. So um, has anybody has like Kodak or have they seen it? Because we blow up the comments and tag yeah. them. Do they yeah. see it? Um, so we recently got on the first person that I really know. I, I know some people might see it and not like it or comment or engage with it. Sure. I'm sure it's past more people's radar than I know, but we recently did a Necro uh, challenge, and he is actually the first person that actually liked it. Oh, shit. That, so I knew, the first time that I knew, you know, the day I dropped it, the person I was trying to get to tune in, tune in. Yeah. So that was big. Uh, that was dope. Shout out to Necro. I appreciate him tuning into that that uh, that, fr that freestyle. And just to be clear as well, uh, those are not off the top. Those are written. Those okay. Are, those okay. are pre-written and memorized in my head. Uh, okay. Just because I know, and that's considered a freestyle. Off the top, obviously, would be no writing involved on the spot. That's what we're gonna do. That's in what a few we're minutes. gonna do. Today. I'm gonna play yeah. the the ZZ Challenge one just because that one bangs as fuck. Let's see Dope. if it'll start playing. They wanna be like me, B I G, dead wrong, D I E, R I P, pants on, we ride deep, leave our jeans, bands on, been gone, run into the money like an end zone, touchdown, up now when I slide in it, my city, we sign titties and fine women, got rid of my comment, it's some wrong, kick a shot, make a throw, shades on me like John Lennon, whoa, he go, Bob Eric, five berries, and my eyes on Bob 
cherry. I'll bury these whack rappers. They ask every primary serve more words than a library. Okay, it's the propane spitter, cocaine flipper like OJ Killer. Romaine letters burn dope game quicker till the heat drop. That's a cold case killer than your average. Cold cut to the casket, roll up bud with a bad bitch. Pimp out action. On God, don't challenge me on God. You lacking passion, boy. All I do is gas it. White boy spit like dragons. Come. So that is just straight up fucking fire at its best. Thank like you. you said, spitting like dragons, dude. Straight yeah. up fire. <laughs> White boy spit like dragons. How long did that take to write? Because it's uh, so it's so smooth yeah, and effortless. It's I, like I believe I wrote it in a, in a few hours. Uh, I think that was one that I, I really think I played the beat for like days. So that one was weird. I wrote it quick. It probably was uh, written in an hour or two. But right. I played that beat. I want to say for like two or three days before I even. I was just kind of playing with it before I really jotted anything down. Okay. Um, and as far as rap battling goes, how often do you do that? Because there's this YouTube video out there. If you're <laughs> battling some dude, you won. Um, yeah. I, it got <laughs> thousands of views because I saw it when it just popped up in like news videos. Like, oh, what the fuck? And then I saw it. I was like, damn. Yeah. Um, it's been taken down and put up a few times. Oh, really? Yeah. Because in the middle of it, in the middle of your first <laughs> one, you threw up. Yeah, <laughs> you were spitting so hard that you threw up, bounced back, and still won. Uh, how does that? How does that go about? Because there was like a hundred people there around this, and you and this is he? Who is that guy? Okay, uh, there's a. I can tell. Maybe we can make the story quick. There's a, a short story behind it. I really didn't want to do it. Uh, my homie. I guess there was a bunch of Facebook going on. People talking shit about rap battling. There was a cat that we knew, local in Orange County area, who was starting to try to host rap battles. And uh, my homie Eric Martinez kind of just came on talking shit for me. I didn't, oh, want, no. I didn't want it. I, I, you know, I know I'm capable to battle anybody if I have to. Right. You know, but I'm not really too into the meetup. I like freestyle battling on the spot for fun, not planned out. I don't want to know about you before I rap right. against you. That's never, I like watching it, but that's never been my cup of tea. So he was talking shit for me. Some kid, he was really a fan of my music before. I don't know if he's so much of a fan now, <laughs> maybe because of the battle, but I guess he wanted to battle me. And, uh, you know, my homie was saying, oh, we'll put up 100 bucks, anybody. And I'm, I haven't even confirmed, I haven't even, I've been saying I don't want to do it. So I'm not <laughs> into this. I don't need to do it. I like making music. You know, I know I'm capable if I right. have to. So long story short, I, now I'm doing it. He's talking shit, telling him I'm murking. So supposedly I'm murking everyone before I know about it. So when I know about it, I'm kind of like, well, guess I got to do it. Right. The night before, I happened to be partying too much. <laughs> so now I really don't want to do it. But I'm going <laughs> to do it. So I show up. Yeah, there's a bunch of people, like 100 people in a Huntington Beach area. And uh, yeah, just... I came in and freestyled really off the top. Everything that I said there, not one thing was rehearsed. Right. I felt like he had a lot of things rehearsed, which really didn't. If anything, it didn't work in his favor because some people could tell they were like, "Oh, he's he, you know, he's not." Maybe you could say he was freestyling, or he 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 didn't write it. He wasn't reading it off a pad, but he had it, you know, pre-ready. You Mine, could you could tell. You could yeah, absolutely tell. Mine was really off the top. So I wasn't planning on throwing up. I think it was a mix <laughs> between lack of sleep, partying the night before, nerves, everything mixed in one right. caused that to happen. But it, it it worked in my favor. People really knew that I didn't rehearse anything because I, 
I freestyled that I was going to throw up. I threw up. Then I freestyled about how I threw up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, it was dope, man. A lot of, so many people to this day, I don't, I don't really look at it like it was one of my best. I think I was sick and I right. did my best I could at the moment. Right. But so many people to this day hit me up. And, uh, and you know, tell me, yo, this is my dopest thing I've seen from you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you watched me throw up. Uh, also, I want to give a shout-out to my homeboy, Mitch. Rest in peace, Mitch. Uh, he believed in me, and he actually threw down. I didn't even have the money at the time. He just threw down, I think, half the, the $100. So him and my homeboy, Eric, they put the money up. You know, we won. I think I blessed them each with an extra 20 or something. Yeah after and we bounce but uh shout out to that kid <laughs> shout out to that kid i hope you're still a fan of my music uh, yeah. even though i beat you in a rap battle <laughs> you know <laughs> no hard feelings wait the kid oh okay so your your homie passed away not that guy not that yeah okay too. i was like whoa my I was like, whoa whoa, whoa. Nah, my like, homie who passed away he he actually i was i wanted to shout him out because right. he put money up right which of course just based off belief he didn't have to do that and that that was cool you know, rest in peace to Mitch. It's, it's it's a great feeling to have people to support you that fucking hard. Yeah, uh, yeah. They really believe in it just as much as you do. Um, Definitely. Same, same with comedy, dude. There's some of my friends. There's people in the comedy scene that are like, oh, people stop showing up after a while. I mean, I've been doing it for, for months now. And people still show up. The same people every time. Um, and it's it's crazy just to have that, that love and support. Uh, yeah, you really you really see it, man. Especially when you're doing something for years, and like you can understand this, it's hard. It's it's not easy to get people to come out, uh, you know, all, oh, multiple times to watch you do what you love, right? And and sometimes even pay. So now they're investing their time, they're investing their money, right? You know, uh, sometimes they might be standing out in the cold waiting to get in the show, right? They re people really really put in a lot of time and effort to support. Uh, what I do, what you do, right? And uh, I am grateful. I am very grateful, and you know, I just want to give back to them with with music. You know, right. if, if that's what they're, if that's what they want. You know, I want to be able to give it to them as as good as I can, as consistent. Speaking of, I yeah, I totally understand, dude. That's how I feel too. But um, speaking of standing outside of shows, dude, you perform at the Observatory all the time, and oftentimes it's sold out as fuck. Yes. Um, how does that? For a couple questions. One, how does that feel when you're on stage? And two, like before you hit the stage and you hear all those fucking people out there. Yeah. What is that like, um, dude? The feeling's great. Performing at any, whether it's in front of 100 people or if it's in front of five people, it's still the same feeling for me. I always love it. Uh, Observatory has uh, been definitely a dope spot. We've definitely built a lot of fans from going there. I've been rocking there since 2012. I've probably done at least 20 plus shows right uh, in the last six or seven years um it feels great before the show when when i'm up up when i'm on when in the beginning when i was on stage it was before i came out it used to be super nerve-wracking right uh now it's more of like it was super nerve-wracking and then like one song in i would get comfortable right now more it's like excitement since yeah. i'm comfortable i've done it so many times I still get the nerves, but it's more, like, pumped up. Like, you know, instead of, like, overthinking, pacing backstage, I'm more, like, jumping around. Right, like, right. You ready? You ready? Like, I know I know what's coming, you right. know? So it's a great feeling, man. Performing is great just to have people uh, know know my music, and even if they don't, just to have see their expressions, see them move in a certain way. Right. See them having a good time, knowing that, like, you know, you, you walk up and you – 
and you pour your heart out in front of a crowd of people and you know there might be one guy in this corner who's looking at you like man i'm i'm feeling what you're what you're saying that's 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 real that's real life and, right. and i can relate and then there or it might there might be a girl that's cute that's looking at you like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm feeling you. And then there might be an older cat that's just kind of giving you a head nod, like, yeah. you know, approval yeah. that you're doing good. And, and it's dope just to just to get a reaction out of people and to know that me telling my story and doing what I love is making them possibly inspired or right. feel good or help. You know what I right. mean? So it, it feels great. What's your, what's your go-to song? Like when you're, not go-to song, but when you're performing and this song hits in the set list, and you're just like, fuck yeah. Like the yeah. second the beat drops, like what song is that for you? There, there's a few. I would say definitely three songs that I've performed more than ever. Uh, two of them are off my very first project, like we said, 2013. Uh, summer of 2013, I released them. Uh, fuck it, for sure. <laughs> Only because I've, I've performed it so many times. A lot of people know it. It was one of my most viewed videos right. from back then. And... Uh, the energy really is what it is. I don't have to try to be any certain type. I kind of go wild. I don't get in any certain type of mode. It's always like spontaneous. It's really like fuck it. Like I'm not. <laughs> I'm really like just jumping around, you know, wiggling, doing weird, having having the as much. It's a really fun song. That's what I right. say. Uh, also, deep in the crates was a was a big song because it was like when I first started performing it, I realized this is one of those songs where you really use crowd participation uh, as a factor. You know, this is one where I can really get them to sing it. So, you know, the hook plays three times throughout the song, but the last one, I'm expecting really to have, you know, a lot of crowd participation. And then Thankful. Thankful's always been a, a really good joint. Nigel Houston used it for a skate video. That was big. And uh, it was just such a positive song. Uh, those those three I'd say are my some 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 definite go tos. Fuck yeah, dude, that's that's fantastic. Do you when? Because I go to a lot of concerts, a lot, and I go to a lot of rap concerts. Okay. Um, and so I've seen the game three times, and he's like my favorite performer to see live. Dope. The last time I saw him, I was in the front row. The dude handed me his J. He's <laughs> fucking like high fiving me the whole time. The dude's legit. Um, and yeah, he's, we opened up for him. No wow, fucking man. way. Yeah, yeah. Probably 2014, I think. At the observatory? At the observatory, yeah. That's fucking dope. So you're just like kicking it back there? What's that? Dude, I didn't even know that. What the fuck? He's yeah. like my favorite dude. Yeah, it was super dope. Uh, I didn't see him actually. Sometime, matter of fact, it used to be more uh, opening artists used to have more access to the headliner. Right. Back in the day. Meaning... They didn't. They didn't really regulate it as much of like getting you out of there. Like I would just. I remember like, I would just bum not bum rush, but like I would try to catch him at the right time. I seen him walking up to their room, you know, quickly mob yeah, up. Yeah. Hey, what up? I'm I'm opening. You know, some people would be like their people would already say get the fuck away. Like they yeah, wouldn't want us. Yeah. Other guys would kind of like call off their people. Like shout out to OT Genesis. He was super dope. He was like his people were kind of tripping, but he was like nah, you know, come through. I shook his hand. I got to tell him, you know, I'm opening up. Uh, you know, I'm Pex One. Take a pic. So, access wise, it's not like I'm always back there just hanging out with them. Right. You know, uh, it used to be a little bit more accessible, but you know, yeah. Yeah, that's super dope. Um, let's see. Um, one of the most, one of the things that I like most about 
your music and your freestyles and just you in general is your how genuine you are in your music it, you just you could the average person can vibe with it when it comes to like Eminem per se in the beginning you could vibe with it now not so much he's talking about like fucking Rihanna and shit like when are we gonna fuck Rihanna you know like um, stuff like that but they because you're talking about like why they gone that's a song about loss and like right when that song came out that's when my uncle passed away so like the second I heard that song it was like boom mm-hmm. um, is that what you're going for or is it just like just so fucking natural that um, that's it, just how it is it's it's really like I guess I would say it's more natural because it's just based on what I'm going through you know uh, every time like I approach a visual or a song. It's really based on the day, the week, the month, the year. It's it's what's been surrounding me and, right. and how I'm feeling at that moment. So I would say, yeah, it's it's natural. It just it just comes with why they gone. My dad, I, you know, my dad passed away in 2017, and uh, I recorded the song two weeks after he passed away. And it's it's just crazy. Like I had to, you know, I had to. I have to, uh, I have to put out. It's like documentation of how real. Like this happens to me, you know. I, I get myself together. I, I write, or or maybe I'm a mess when I write it, you know. Right, and and right. then I get it. I know. I feel like this rush. I got to get to the studio because, you know, in in a matter of time, I could lose my shit from what. Right. You know, right. The life I chose and 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 the hand I've been given it. It's been a tricky one. It hasn't been uh, up. It's been a lot of ups and downs, you know. Right. And uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's, it's organic. Whatever I'm going through, I go in there, I, I lay it down, and and people feel it because either they've been through what I'm talking about, right? Uh, they know somebody who's going through what I'm talking about, or they have that in store for them in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and then there's some people I'm sure who can't relate to everything, but I try to go so many avenues and I'm always you know I record when I'm happy I record when I'm sad right so one of your emotions are gonna uh, click yeah you're gonna be able to identify with with what we're saying and you know what we're doing I feel that so let's take it to a a lighter side let's laugh a little bit okay this this is a song (laughs) that (laughs) yes I'm excited Uh, this is a song that I wrote in 2015 I stole some YouTube beat um, and just slapped it over I recorded it into my iPhone and then it's uploaded to SoundCloud. Okay. Somehow it got like 2,000 listens. But it's SoundCloud m- rappers. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm one of them. You're, you're coming, up and coming. Up and coming. So I'm going to play it. Try not to. It's super embarrassing. I'm trying not to blow myself away. But laugh if you want. And then let's see what you got to say after. So here we go. Okay. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with the United States? America's going up Shit's Creek. There's a school shooting every other week. I'm gonna start wearing a bulletproof vest. It seems like all these crazy kids are obsessed with blasting holes in fellow students' chest. America is already in a dump. I'll move to England if we vote in Trump. It'll be one shitstorm ahead before president ends up being that shithead. Can't even go to the store for some milk and bread. Got some psycho pump me full of lead. And people wonder why America's in a superpower anymore. All these eight-year-olds running around with the iPhone 4. 10th graders going on a shooting tirade just because their teacher gave them a bad grade. Adults saying it's this generation of mine. Do you forget Columbine from way back in 1999? Back when I was only three? It was your generation that raised the one that you see. How many more kids have to have a bullet hole before we get some gun control? 
but guns are a Second Amendment right. That was written back when outside your door there was a war to fight. Not so you could shoot up a Walmart in broad daylight. The only people who should have guns are police. There are boys fighting in the Middle East. The murder rates would decrease. Not saying we bring peace, but my faith in America would increase. It's super hard for me to get this through. Hardly anyone agrees with my point of view. But I'm speaking out to the few who believe in what I do. Because all I see is a fallen apart nation, murder, crime, and celebs on every TV station. Why the hell would I care about Kim Kardashian's hair? Kids who can name every song by Betty Webb, but can't even point to Africa on a map. We really needed to change our ways to find this way out of the maze. I might be dead before anyone hears the words that I said. I don't have much of a voice, but doing nothing is not a choice. So that's, that's the song. It really wasn't that bad. Really? I kind of felt... I kind of felt like it was more like some poetry, like maybe that's something you do not to a beat. Right. I was, well, I didn't know what I I was expecting, but I, it wasn't that bad. Okay. You might, you might have a shot at this. (laughs) (laughs) You might really be the next comedian, podcast host, SoundCloud rapper, (laughs) and and you might kill it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it it wasn't that bad. Dang, dude, throw me in a song, man. We might do the feature. We might have to do the feature. No, dude, that would be funny. To do like a uh, like a spoof song. You're like, oh shit, that'd be. That'd be <laughs> yeah, it was like some poetry. I don't know about to a rap beat. Right, but right. Was, I could have seen, you know, the poetry side of it. Kind that's of. so funny. Um, wow, dude, that's that's nuts. You thought it was all right. I was surprised. I mean, I, I guess I, I was expecting maybe because it was uh, you were you were kind of. You had a message. You weren't just bullshitting all the time. Right, right. So I like that. I like that about it. Uh, one thing that I forgot to mention about the rap battling is mm-hmm. there was that, that big-ass rap battle between – or the beef between Eminem and MGK yes. where they did – he did Rap Devil and Eminem responded with Killshot. Yeah. I know who who won. Yeah. And that's not my opinion. I know who won. Okay. But in your opinion, who, who do you won? think won? Um, I think – MGK, uh, his was good. I think it was It was, good. It was very good. I was good. very surprised. I've always think, thought of him as not a lyricist. And I think he says that, kind of that people didn't take him serious. Well, because his first song was Wild Boy or whatever. Right, yeah. So I didn't take him serious. I've opened up for him as well. Right. Uh, I didn't take him serious as an MC. I took him as a serious artist that he did something that was big. Right. But I didn't take him serious as an MC. I think he, uh, he did good, but... Eminem murdered him on right. Kill Shot. Me as being a fan of, of you know, lyricists, I think uh, Eminem won the rap battle. MGK won in a sense of he blew up because he used Eminem. He talked about Eminem to get a reaction out of people, and it worked. It right. really worked. It did. It did. So he won. Eminem won the battle. He murdered him. No, I, I was. It's funny because. I did listen to the MGK right around the time it came out. And then I think I heard the kill shot one time way later. And I wasn't really that into it. You know, I, I wasn't able to get into it. And then I came back to it recently. For some reason, I'm on, you know, I'm a YouTube cat. I'm always on YouTube right, right. watching the interviews, whatever. And I came across the kill shot again. And I said, all right, let me listen to this again. And I listened to it. And it was it was great. It really yeah. was great. Just yeah, he just had to show him that like you can make a catchy song, but when it comes to being the best rapper, you are not 
even in my level. Right. Yeah. And he never has been. You know, Eminem's a great lyricist. He ne- he uh, he'll murder MGK. He'll murder majority of right. rapper if you want to judge it from a lyricist standpoint. Right. You know. Yeah. You M&M. think you think you could go up against Eminem? Uh, I think yeah. I think I think I definitely have a chance against anybody. I think, right. There uh, we go. You know, different standpoints. Dude, is there things I think I can do better than him? Of course. Is there a lot of things that I think he could do better than me? Of course. So I, I think when it comes to judging, you know, it, it all depends on the person and the uh, opinions and you know what you're what you're really judging. So. All right. Let's go for for two more things. I'm going to ask you one more question, and then we're just going to get into the freestyle, and we're going to end on that, wrap it up, okay, see dope. if we can tear down the house. Dope. Um, fuck, what was the question I was going to ask? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, who is, like, your dream collaboration? Like, if, like, you were um, performing at the observatory and, let's just say, fucking Snoop Dogg, or someone just happened to see, or, like, some one of your homies sent it, and he saw it, and was like, dude, let's hop in the studio, who would be someone to be like, Fuck yeah! Like that yeah, you'd want to. That's hard. That's super hard. Because um, I mean, you've alive, had to have it. Dead, a, yeah, alive. alive. Like if it, it were to happen, like okay, if so today. Possibility, real possibilities. Yeah, real possibilities. Like who would be your dream collaboration? That's real. That's real hard. So can I get a few? Can I? Can I make a song? Could it be like uh, a few yeah, people? Yeah. Okay. So. Man, it's so it's so hard. So I'm just gonna make something up that I think would be great. I wouldn't say that these are the. I can't really give you the best one person that because I want right, to work right. with a lot of people. Right. I think a really dope song would be, Pex One, with Branton Woods on the hook, and uh, Nipsey Hussle on a verse. Damn. <laughs> that's just a, that's just a collab. I think that would be insane. I I can't really tell you the one person. You know, there's a lot. Nipsey Hussle. Meek Mill, I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Uh, all the underground legends. You know, Mozzie, he's killing him. I'm a big fan of him. So, yeah. Uh, uh, Pex One featuring Branton Woods and Nipsey Hussle. We're going to put it out in the universe. Fuck, soon. Yeah, let's see, dude. <laughs> there we go. It's coming. Yeah. I, dude, an, art, an artist that I would totally see vibing with would be, I don't know if you feel this, but like Post Malone. Okay. I don't know if like, because uh, I feel like because of his kind of like off style and yeah. your lyricism, mm-hmm. I feel like it would just kind of like, it would vibe well. Like the song that he did with g Easy and, okay, that's a question that I want to ask. Like, fuck that other question. Like, okay. we're going to get into this. Okay. Um, did you hear about g Easy headlining Time Nightclub in Costa Mesa? No, I didn't. So he I, had, I've driven by there, though. I know, that, I know where that is. So this was like three weeks ago. He headlined Time Nightclub in Costa Mesa, and he was like 50 bucks. People were waiting outside for a very long time. Okay. Uh, it was cold as shit. They get in, hits all night. He finally hits the stage like late as fuck, and he performs for like 15 minutes, and he gets off the stage. Like, dude, like people were heated as fuck. How would you like how as as an artist and you see something like that from a big name like mm-hmm. Jeezy? Does that like is, is it just kind of like, dude, like what are you doing? Like, how does that? The fact that he only performed fifteen minutes. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, what's that like? Two songs in yeah, between talking, I mean, like yeah, a as people, songs. it's like um, dissing the fans. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I definitely feel like when you're on that level and and you have that many people coming to see you and paying, like you said, waiting, uh, they deserve more than fifteen minutes. Right. But I mean, also you gotta, I gotta try to understand for me from an artist standpoint. He probably did 15 minutes for a good reason or for a reason. Right, right. More than I'm trying to just 
short these people. Right, make right, of decision. course, of course. So, so I got to understand his point of view. I feel like, yeah, he should have done more. He should always do more as a headliner. I feel like an opening slot is a 15-minute thing. Right. Headliner, 30-minute minimum. Right, yeah. I mean, even for me, if when I headline my own shows and I have people open for me, I usually give them 10 to 15 minutes. I'm not going to have all these people come out to watch me for a short period of time. You right. Know, headliner show, 30 minutes. Mandatory. All right. What the hell is this? Um, oh shit. Um, all right. You ready to, to freestyle? Yeah. So we're going to freestyle with acapella, no beat. Right? Uh, no beat. No beat. This is just, no beat. This is just you going. Um, okay. Just set this right here. So when I, dude, like, do you want me to throw out some topics or you, you got some ready to go? or? We, I'll just go in. I'll just all go right. in freestyle off the top. All right. Let's fucking go, dude. Okay. Off of the top, no written, I'm cold spitting and whole hitting, I go get it easy. People see me, I'm steezy, flowing bars on top like beanies, you weenies is hot dogs. I'm raw, off top, y'all could get chopped raw, easily, steezily, roll up, they can never hold us, I'm so tough, I'm about to blow up, volcano, hotter than lava, yeah yo, out of my naso. You lames know that my bars is heavy. Come through steady and we fall like confetti. You ready? Uh, stomach full of jelly and I come through tatted on my belly. Probably watching belly. Roll another L up. Hit my homies up here and there, <laughs> but I'm selfish. So that's why I'm taking this L to my face. Come and bring hell in the place. Hell in the place, real cold. Yeah, you heard of us. We so murderous, loud like a burner bus. This is my turn. We up. We up now. I come through. Y'all fuck now. Get shut down. Uh, we right here in Long Beach next to the palm trees. Damn. Puffing on bomb weed. I know people who got guns like the army, but nah, that's not me. Top speed whipping in the Toyota. The boy's like a toy soldier coming to Merc Cats. You heard that. Big blunts, we burn fast and turn back. It's P-Rock. Damn, <laughs> dude, what the fuck? That was Off the top. nuts. No written. Holy shit, dude, I did not. Okay, like, I know you were great, but that was, whoa, dude. Fucking my mind was blown. Holy shit. <laughs> it was, man, that, we just, I'm a little faded. I had some starbursts. So <laughs> we just coming off the top and trying to fill the moment, you know? That was, music. that was fucking dope as fuck. All right, man. This is Pex One. You, can, I'll tag him on all the posts at Pex One. Spell it if you can't spell it. Kill yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking thank you for being here, man. I appreciate you. Um, thank you for having me, man. It's a blessing. Uh, congratulations to you. I see you grinding. Thank you. Up and coming comedian. Thank you. Performing live all the time. I respect your grind. I respect your hustle. Uh, yeah. Follow me at Pex One. P E C K S O N E. Act Music, The Movement, 2019. We're here. All right.